0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Devo. Whew, talk about a snooze fest tonight as it's Davo welcoming you into another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation in a game where if you looked at the box score, you might say, well, five to two. You know, decently competitive game. Probably was a good ball game, right? Not really to me. I never felt as if the Royals were a part of this game. It just never felt like it. Whereas last night, I never thought the Royals were going to lose the game, even despite the seesaw and the six different lead changes. I didn't see that tonight. I mean, the Royals starting off, obviously, in that bottom of the first, giving up two runs. I mean, right off the bat, Shinsu Chu comes back after getting down with two strikes, overmatched, hits the home run. Ventura loses Andres when he has him down 0-2 with the walk. Gives up one more run there by the act of Harry Houdini again, and as we saw him make an appearance in Detroit on Sunday Night Baseball, happened again in the first inning. Texas adds two more in the second. It's 4-0, and the Royals never seemed to really have much going against Giovanni Gallardo, not really in the form of anything. The Royals walked only one time in this game, just one walk by Alex Gordon. And we'll break down this game further, and we'll preview uh, tomorrow's series finale, as the Royals must now win tomorrow. To get to four and three on this road trip, which was the goal coming in, and obviously split this series as well. But before you preview tomorrow and finish previewing this snooze fest of a game, Kendrys Morales. will go with him for our player of the game. And again, there wasn't really much to choose from tonight. No Royals player got on base more than one time tonight. Only one walk from Gordon, Morales, and Perez. Your RBIs. We'll just go with Kendrys. Reward him. Drives in his 26th run of the year. Continues to be awesome for the Royals. All that they wanted, and then some both on the field and reportedly what he brings in the clubhouse as well. Like I said, just one walk from Alex Gordon. That was disappointing. The Royals made the Rangers throw just 106 pitches in this game combined. Just 106 by the Royals. Just not a good approach tonight. Just couldn't get anything going. And it happens. I mean, I'm not really that upset about it. Whatever. You know, these games happen. We're going to have 30 to 40 clunkers a year. This is probably the Royals, without looking, probably their sixth clunker. Of the season. And it really doesn't technically qualify as a clunker, I'm aware. It was 5 to 2, but believe me, if you didn't watch this game, it was a clunker. There was just nothing going on tonight for the Royals. Bad night offensively, as we said, not any better on the mound. And let's talk more about this. Gordano Ventura now sees his ERA swell to 5.36 after he gave up five runs and 10 hits in seven innings, a couple of walks. So 12 base runners in, in seven innings. Did strike out six. So that was good to see. We want to see Ordano continue to miss bats, because obviously he'll need to do that to really, truly be successful, at least at this point in his career. But like I said, that leadoff home run, second straight night for Shinsu Chu, starting the game. Prince Fielder, a ball that may still not have come down with men on base. And, and Calvin Herrera, nice to see him back. He threw a scoreless eighth inning with a hit and a K. And the Royals' bullpen, another positive besides... I mean, Ventura going seven is a little bit of a positive that he was able to get it back together after throwing 31 pitches in the first inning and go seven innings. You know, that was good to see. Didn't get rattled. Nice. And and he did pretty much save the bullpen. Your bullpen's 100% going into tomorrow. So the Royals' bullpen should be in decent shape the next four days before they have an off day, a couple of off days next week. So that is good news. Uh, But I mean... Outside of that, outside of having Herrera back and Ventura striking out some guys and giving the Royals some innings, the Royals have only 12 quality starts in 34 games. And of course, the quality start is at least six innings from your starter and allowing three runs or less. The Royals have done that just 12 times in 34 games. And you might say, is that bad? Yes. There's a couple other teams tied with the Royals with 12 quality starts. But below that, there's only two teams with less quality starts this year. Toronto with 11. And Colorado was six, so the Royals with twelve, Toronto eleven, Colorado six. That is not good for quality starts in thirty-four games. Twelve, and the Royals don't make any mistake about it. Twenty-one to thirteen is a, you know a great start. Maybe you know all you know obviously maybe uh, a little better than we thought on paper. The Royals have a winning record against Detroit. There's lots of good going on. Twenty-one to thirteen with a start is great with, with the way the starting pitching has been. But that's probably not sustainable. If the Royals rotation continues to be beaten and battered like it has been and you can't afford injuries to guys like Jason Vargas and I mean, you're going to have to have Chris Young hold up now. You can't have both Danny Duffy and your Donovan Ventura be bad. Both cannot be bad. One has to be really good and one has to be at least league average if you're going to get to where you want to get this year. And that's assuming the Royals add an arm at the deadline. And that's a different conversation for a different day. But we tweeted out during this game, and we asked you, and I want to hear your opinion. If you didn't hear the, if you didn't read the tweet during the game, maybe you're not on our Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse, or you don't use Twitter. Fire me off of Facebook, Clubhouse Conversation. Follow me in email, Davo at clubhouseconversation.com. Your thoughts. Who are you more concerned about at this point? Because I think everyone can agree that Danny Duffy and Donovan Ventura are the two key cogs of this rotation. Edinson Volquez was signed to be the number three starter, and he's been that so far. Jeremy Guthrie, I believe, will give the Royals innings. Did that his last start. I expect another good outing tomorrow. Jason Vargas, I've been worried about since before spring training. Now with the injury, the flexor injury, the jury's still out on him. Chris Young's been great. Exceeded expectations. The Royals have Chris Medlin hopefully coming back in about a month, although it sounds to me like it's doubtful that we see too many innings out of him this year, so maybe not in the rotation until September or October, if at all. So, obviously, it comes down to Duffy and Ventura, and I asked you, who are you more concerned about? Because I'm not worried about either at this point. It's still too early to be worried. Seven starts is still not enough. They're both about 20% of the way through their season. 20% is still a small enough sample size for a starting pitcher. Now, when they get two, three more starts, we can start to draw some more conclusions. And then maybe the concern goes to worry. But for me... I I first of all there's a number of, of factors why I'm only concerned and not really worried. I'm just concerned. I'm I'm admitting it's something to watch, but I'm not saying I'm worried about it yet. Why do I say that? Because while both guys are still relatively inexperienced as big league starters, I mean Ventura had the full season last year, Duffy has had most of last year and parts of a couple other years, but for the most part both of those guys are still fairly inconsistent. I mean neither one's giving you the 200 innings in a regular season, and Duffy's case, not even close. I mean, so both guys have some questions with durability, don't they? I mean, we saw Ventura leave starts early two, three times last year. We've seen it a couple times this year. Duffy, of course, already had the Tommy John surgery. So both guys have question marks when it comes to durability physically. Mentally, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, you could make the argument with both. Especially Ventura, to me, with his clear... Immaturity at points this year. Not a knock on the kid. That's fine. A lot of us are immature. At, I mean, I'm 34 and immature, but I mean, he's you know still 23 years old and has shown some clear immaturity moments. I think Duffy maybe when he was a lot younger, but we don't know what he was going through when he walked away from baseball while with the Wilmington Blue Rocks. And he's grown up a lot since said, I don't I don't buy it with Duffy. And some tweets said, you know, maybe Duffy is all mental. I don't I don't necessarily think so. I don't know. I don't think Duffy's a head case at all. And I'm not saying Ventura is. I mean that, that's not what I'm trying to say here. But if you're going to compare mental between the two, I think Duffy's probably further along at this point. So not only, you know, there's that concern, but the reason I'm not overly at that point is because first of all, their talent. Yeah, they don't have a lot of innings, a lot of durability at the major league level necessarily. Both guys I and mean, Duffy broke down last year at the end of the year, like I said. So both guys have had issues with durability, but they both are immensely talented first of all. That's why it's more concern than worry right now. Both guys have immense talent. Million dollar arms. Both guys have in my money, for my money, the best pitching coach the Royals have had, at least in the last 25 years. And there's been a lot of them. And I thought Bob McClure, the last one, was really good too. But Dave Island, I trust in him. Look what he's done with different guys. Dave Island is some sort of pitching wizard. So you've got Dave Island. You've got immensely talented guys. You've got guys who, while they have had durability issues, have performed, obviously, at the highest level before. Danny Duffy was one of the top five lefties, for my money, in all of baseball out of the rotation last year. Donovan Ventura, we saw what he did in Game 6 of the World Series and throughout the year. So make no mistake about it. Both guys have done it before at the Major League level. But we want to see it, of course, for a full season and when there's no James Shields around and when there's more expectations on them. Now, if you want to compare the stats on these two guys to get back to the question of who you're more concerned about, they're pretty similar. Ventura's giving you more innings. Ventura's 2-3, and three, Duffy's 2-2. Two and two. So Ventura 5-3-6 ERA, Duffy 5-6-7. So both guys are equally bad on the ERA stat. 5 3 six, five, six, 7 You add that in with Vargas and Guthrie, and obviously that explains a lot of why the Royals are third from the bottom in quality starts. But seven starts for both Ventura and Duffy. Ventura's gone seven innings more. So he's got a full inning more in every single start if you average it out. He's averaging approximately five and two-thirds as Ventura per start, where Duffy's still at four and two-thirds, thanks to the three-inning and one-inning start. Both guys have thrown 15 walks. Ventura again in seven more innings. 31Ks for Ventura, 27 for Duffy. So Duffy's K per nine is a little bit better. 27 and 33 and a third versus 31 and 40 and a third. Both aren't bad. Both aren't quite maybe where you're willing to be, especially Ventura. But the innings, you know, five and two thirds per start for Ventura, four and two thirds for Duffy. With that said, Duffy did just 13 days ago give you the best start of the year for your team. Against the Tigers in the seven-plus innings of one-run ball. So the tweets, I got about 15 of them at Royals Clubhouse. Every single one was much more concerned about Duffy. That surprised me. And I'm not saying I disagree. When it comes to concern, yeah, I might be a little bit more on the Duffy side as well. I asked the question because I wasn't really sure who I was more, quote-unquote, concerned about. Again, not worried, a little concerned. Pointing out that it is something to watch. We saw... You know, with a reasoning why, a couple guys said, well, Danny Duffy doesn't look right. He might be injured. Gosh, I hope not. I don't think that's it. I don't. I don't I don't think that he looks injured. Velocity's fine. I, I think they would have said something. I I. I don't think... No, I, I don't think he's injured. Do you, I don't think Nediost, if he had any idea he's injured, but leave him out there in that first inning the other night. That was just absolutely brutal. Against the Rangers. We've heard... You know, like I said, which one's stronger mentally? And some people think Duffy's not. I disagree with that. I do think Duffy's probably further along than Ventura is at this point, certainly with maturity. And then there was the James Shields factor mentioned in a couple tweets. Some people thought that Duffy was falling back further, and they're more concerned that there's no James Shields. Fair enough. It's a decent point. Shields, no doubt, it really helped this team. But from whispers I've heard from within, and I'm not one of those people that tries to act like I know all these people and one up you. But just I will tell you things I've heard from within. Shields maybe perhaps was a little overcredited when it came to Danny Duffy, especially last year. Maybe not so much a couple years ago as he came back and, and rehealed. I mean, Duffy soaked him up like a sponge, no doubt. And Shields deserves a big time credit, not only for the culture, but for his efforts on the field. But I think maybe that's a bit overblown. I mean, Duffy's not a super young guy at this point. He's been around, and I think I I just really like Danny's makeup. I do. I I'm not I'm not buying the shield stuff necessarily that much. I mean, it's it's a fair enough point. I'm not saying you're wrong, but just my opinion. I don't know that that's that big of it. So we'll keep our eyes on it. It's an interesting question. I don't really have a true answer. Both guys have been s- struggling. Obviously, the one thing I'll say for Danny is he did turn in your best outing of the year, and if he has just one decent outing of the last two, he's having a better year than your Donovan Tura. Ventura seems to really be struggling with the secondary pitches, too. And Danny is, of course, too. Both guys are. It's 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 one of the same. Both guys are struggling, establishing movement on their fastball. It's hittable when they get it in the zone because the secondary pitches are just being spit at. You know why swing at them? When you can set dead rats. So something to watch as we get two and three more starts. Now, we'll come back to this in two weeks. If, if both guys are still struggling, then it's time to start brainstorming some alternatives and asking some hard questions. But I think both guys get plenty more time especially Ventura, obviously. Ventura at this point it's giving you more innings than Danny is. But both guys, I mean, like I said it after Duffy's last start. he said two blowups in a row. To me, it would take at least two more before you even think about Omaha. I don't think we're anywhere near that. I, I don't think we'll need it. I think both guys will be fine. I think one of them will end up having a pretty good year, and one will be so-so. We'll see what happens with time. So the Royals need to grab this fourth and final game of the series to get to the 4-3 and three winning road trip we discussed. It's Jeremy Guthrie with the 5-7-0 against Ross Detweiler with a 7-2-2. Detweiler, the lefty. The Royals have never seen this pitcher before. At home this year, he has a 5-7-3. So he's actually better with a 5-7-3 than his overall at 7-2-2. God, his road must be like 9.5. He's a lefty coming off four innings of five-run ball against Tampa. Jeremy Guthrie has been pretty good against Texas in his career. Has a 3-4-0. Five and four. Last year he saw them once, allowed one run on eight hits in seven innings at Kauffman Stadium. I like the Royals tomorrow. They get it done. Jay Guts again throws back to back good outings. I'm thinking seven innings, two or three runs out of Jay Guts tomorrow. Royals get the win, knock in five or six runs, win this game five to three, six to two, six to three, something like that. Bullpen's fresh. Believe we'll see Drew Butera out there catching. We'll see if they go back to back. After him and Guthrie, you know, got together for that great outing on Saturday in Detroit, and it's a day game after a night game. But then again, does Ned want to throw out his backup catcher with limited offense on a game where you need the win for the split and the winning road trip? We'll see. I believe you will. So we'll talk to you again tomorrow. I will tomorrow. will be only the what second game all season that I won't be able to see in full. So I don't want to do a dish. Like I always say, I'm not going to do a dish if I didn't see all nine innings. I'm not one of those people that's going to read the box score or watch three innings and act like I know what was happening. Because uh, prime example from tonight, the box score, five to two, it was not that close. It was not a good game tonight. The Royals didn't play well. You may not have gotten that. I, I just don't like talking about these games unless I watched nine innings. So I, There will be no dish tomorrow. I'll tell you that now because I won't be able to spend enough time with the game tomorrow. Have a full plate tomorrow. But we'll be back with you this weekend for the Yankees. Hope you can get out to Kauffman Stadium. Let's hope the Royals get the W, finish off a winning road trip, and get the split in Texas, which is kind of what we thought coming in after they took two out of three from Detroit. We'll talk to you again soon. Go Royals!